far as like the top YouTube creators are concerned, they often spend just as much time on their titles and thumbnails as they do on their videos themselves. Because they know it doesn't matter how awesome the content is if people aren't enticed to click and watch it in the first place. Welcome to Noah Kagan Presents. What up, party people? It's your boy, Rose, aka Rabbi Can't Lose, aka Noah Kagan. I've been working on my YouTube channel here and there. It's Noah Kagan if you search YouTube. And I wanted to grow it. So then I went out and asked a bunch of people. I said, who should I talk to that's really good at this? Is already an expert in it. And his name is Tim Schmoyer. He runs Video Creators. And I hit him up. I actually paid for a consulting hour online. And we spent three hours going over my YouTube channel. So if you don't care about YouTube, it's pretty big. There's a lot of people using it. If you don't care about it, just zone out and ignore the next two episodes. But I have a two-part series where part one, Tim shows me the exact ways how to optimize your channel. If you don't want to nerd out on this stuff, okay, I thought it was amazing. Super, super surprising. So that's what this episode is all about. And part two is how do you promote your stuff? So part one is optimizing your channel. And there's things I've never heard of before anyone ever talk about, like which YouTube page you got to optimize the most. How do you change the text? How do you change like the banners? Just like all this really surprising information that he says in this episode. Enjoy. Well, I sent you three questions in my... My number one is like, how can I get to 100,000 subscribers by December 31st? 100,000 subscribers by the end of the year. So the first thing we'll talk about here is you can see this right in your YouTube analytics. The shortcut is you go to YouTube analytics, click on subscribers to see where most of your subscribers are coming from. By default, it's like a line chart. Turn it into a bar chart and it'll show you where people are subscribing to your channel. I've done enough that needs to know about a ratio of like one in 400 people, like 400 people subscribe right here for every person that subscribes on that button beneath the video. Interesting. So the one on the video generally gets four times more subs? 400 times more subs. This is the past 28 days. Okay. You've had 917 people subscribe on that one button on the front of your channel. You had 300... 96 people subscribe across all 100 videos on your channel. Damn, I'm surprised. So take this, divide it by like 100 basically. You're getting like four subscribers on your videos, on the individual video buttons, and you got 917 on that one button in front of the channel. So what I want to talk about here is since almost everyone is subscribing right here, how do we optimize the front of this channel so that when people get here, they're like easy to decision. Boom. Subscribe. All right. Pardon my ignorance. When I came to your channel for the first time, I wasn't familiar with your name. I'm familiar with some of the things you've done, but I wasn't familiar with your name. And so what do you think like my first impression is for someone who's never heard about you before coming to the channel? It looks like I'm into Japanese like hentai porn. And, and weird taco, taco emojis. Mexican food. I'll just be honest. I accidentally read it chef at first because I <laughs> In my mind, I saw the tacos and I was just assuming chef, you know? <laughs> no, no. I think people don't realize what it's like for a, a visitor, for like a tourist to come to my restaurant or my you know, website. Yeah. I thought maybe he's a Chinese guy, um, but I was like, I don't know what this is though. There's a sun coming out. <laughs> it was just confusing. So you can kind of see where I'm going with this. I think the first actionable item here is to redesign a header image. Not that you have to get a you have to abandon the chief sumo. Like I get it now. But if you're going to grow this to 100,000, you're going to have to get a lot of people who aren't familiar with your name yet. What would you recommend um, for the header? Yeah. So I would put something that's more personalized at the back of this. I know it kind of matches the branding about your other stuff. So I'm not saying not to you know, have this or ditch the tacos. 
But this whole like the background needs to be a really strong visual that represents you and what you're about, which is going to be business. And it needs to quickly communicate to this person who's coming here for the first time. They're thinking about subscribing. Maybe they saw one of your videos as a related video. They clicked, they liked it. They're only going to glance at this for like a second or two before they move on. And you need to quickly in that moment be able to communicate, oh, wow, this is a channel that feels like it's for me. In my opinion, before anyone consumes content, there's two questions that they're kind of subliminally asking themselves. And this isn't just YouTube. This is like television shows, magazines, books, like whatever. Is one, is this for me? And then two, is it valuable for me in some way? So maybe you're talking about business startup and maybe I'm in the business startup phase, but it's not valuable to me because I've already got like established whatever. And I'm kind of like, feel like I'm beyond talking about virtual assistants and hiring for the first time. So this header image needs to communicate who it's for and the value that you propose to deliver, your value proposition in business terms. You know what you've kind of got me thinking about, Tim, that I've never thought about? Like YouTube as a website. And I don't know why my mind isn't somewhere else with it, but I never thought like, oh, this is a homepage. Like if you treat your business website, you're like, what's the value prop? And if I look at it like this now, I'm like, oh, this looks retarded. You're communicating the value prop real quickly to your target audience or your customer avatar, whatever you want to call it. The channel trailer right here needs to do the same thing. It's 12 seconds, which is fairly short. So what I would propose is having a channel trailer here that's somewhere between 30 seconds and a minute of you just kind of doing a pitch for your channel. Don't start off talking about yourself. People don't really care about themselves when they care about you. The best way I found to hook people is to talk about them. Like they get really interested if they feel like you're talking about them. So start off by talking about your target audience and then two, pitch the value of your channel to them. And then three, then introduce yourself. By the way, in case we haven't met, it's great to see you. My name's Noah Kagan, and I've started like AppSumo and Sumo.com. And uh, I've learned a lot about growing a business here in the process. So started this channel to help you guys be able to just kick butt on your channels, the projects you're working on. So Can I just put you in there? It's be like, hey, it's okay. Noah Kagan, aka and Tim Schmoyer. <laughs> <laughs> so tell them about your story. And the reason I tell put your story in there is because that was what's going to start forming like human connection, like an emotional connection with you, not just like a list of accomplishments, which you can certainly just kind of show visually on screen. But when you tell like the story that starts like, oh, like I like this guy or he used to be where I am now. He's done it. He's successful. Like I want to follow this guy, right? So then the next thing you're going to say after your story is you're going to share your posting schedule which is how often are you going to post new content? And that's important because in order to grow this, you need your subscribers coming back to watching your next video. It's the reason why television programs their content is because they want you to make their show part of their weekly rhythm. Uh, You probably do the same thing on your podcast. You have like a consistent... Yeah, people know when to come get the next episode. Same here. And the more your channel from an algorithm perspective, the more your channel brings people back and they start their viewing session on YouTube with your videos, YouTube, that's like a really positive signal to YouTube and they will continue to feature your videos more and more if they know that your videos bring people back to YouTube to watch. Okay. So communicate that posting schedule. So like every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, got a new video here for you guys to help you do exactly that. So subscribe and I'll see you then. So that's what you ended up with is that call to action to subscribe. To get these subscribers, one of the things I see that you're not doing in most of your videos is actually asking people to subscribe. Like most people aren't like you and me where they're like overly familiar with YouTube and they would just naturally know to subscribe. A lot of people are just searching YouTube for something. They stumble upon one of your videos. 
they don't know what that subscribe button is. And maybe as far as they know, they would have to pay for it. Like, I don't want to pay to subscribe to something. <laughs> you just got to remind them because most people aren't thinking the way you and I do. So subscribe to get my next video and I'll see you guys then. The only people who are going to see this video right here, only people who are going to see this are people who are not subscribed to your channel. So they saw the header image. They got a clear idea. Um, they just watched that channel trailer like, oh, got it. That sounds awesome. You know, So your next opportunity here, you're doing what most people do with playlists, which is you're using playlists to organize content. Instead, what you need to do is... And that's not bad. You can totally do that, by the way. But when you're featuring them on the front of your channel here, like you're kind of using as like WordPress categories, for lack of a better example, right? The goal of the playlist is to get someone to watch multiple videos of yours in a row. So the two biggest factors are, are watch time and session watch time. Watch time is just basically the amount of time someone spends watching your video. So let's say you and Gary V both publish videos and they'll watch Gary V's video. So let's say it's a 10 minute video. They'll watch this for seven minutes and they'll watch yours for three minutes. Gary V is going to be beating you all day long as far as what YouTube is going to promote and give exposure to across the site because people spend more time watching Gary V's videos. Session watch time is, well, how does this video contribute to a viewer's overall viewing session on YouTube? So YouTube's goal is to get people to come back to their platform as often as possible, as we already talked about, and then to keep them on the platform as long as possible, watching as many videos as possible, engaging with as much content as possible, subscribing to as many channels as possible, seeing as many ads as possible, right? Like that's what their real goal is. And so if your video can contribute to keeping someone on YouTube longer, then they're going to favor that, even if it's not getting as much watch time as, you know, Gary Vee, for example. You can hit nail both of those with playlists by getting people to give each of your individual videos more watch time, but a playlist will get them to watch more and more you got these uh, five videos in this playlist. It's just going to play one video after the next video. So each of these individual videos are then getting watch time, but they're all contributing to a longer viewing session on YouTube also. Yeah, I'm recommending that we want to get people in the playlist mode as much as possible. One clear way to do that right here is rather than just call it starting a business as if it's a category title, instead give it like a really good enticing title like you would like an article a blog post or a YouTube video or something like starting a business with $0 and earning a million in one year. And it's like, Ooh, okay. That's like pitching value to me rather than just. Oh, okay. Are you suggesting, is it more just the titles are lame or is it the type of content mm -hmm. that I need to be putting in there? Oh, we'll talk about content here a little bit, but uh, the titles are lame is what I'm saying. Like starting a business, growing a business, personal improvement. These look like categories. Boring. As opposed to the title, this like how to start your business from scratch, how to take your business to the next level and build a team or something like that. Those pitch more value. Those are more um, enticing than these. The goal is to get people to start clicking into these playlists when they're a new, new viewer to your channel. Okay. Oh, and by the way, that what you put in these titles is the SEO value for the videos in the playlist. If I go to... Oh, interesting. So here you have starting a business. It gives Google more context for the videos that are in this playlist too. So give Google a little bit more information here. Keep your keywords in mind, but write them out in normal conversational English, just like you would with writing descriptions and things. So, so under playlist settings right okay. here, you have a few different options. You have it under manual sorting right now. You can sort them by different things, but you can have auto add. 
and you can add different rules, kind of like you in your Gmail filters. Contains mm-hmm. description. I just have anytime the tag contains how to, and then I'll just save that. If the goal here is to get people to watch these playlists, though, another thing to consider is that don't make them too long. You're doing okay, but like, for example, this one, uh, exaggerated example, the 651. Like, who's going to sit here and watch 651 videos? Nobody. Even 14 videos is probably a bit long. Like, they're going to see, like, oh, oh, interesting. 10 minutes long. I don't got time for this. But if they get into a playlist that has a really good title, the content's engaging, it's helpful, and they're like, it's going to help them be more productive. You know, it's the what and the why is the way I do it. Like, be more productive so that blank, actual reward why this matters, you know, kind of a pro tip for you here. By default, this is all about videos. You change this, your playlists also have analytics. Now here's all your analytics about playlists. What we're going to do is go to like watch time and you can see playlist exit rate. When someone starts watching your playlist, you can see which video are people abandoning has the highest abandonment rate. So how to make your first dollar most people leave your playlist at 66% when they watch that video in the playlist. Wow. So if you really wanted to get into optimizing your session time in these playlists, you could say, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to drop this video and put a different one in there and just kind of work with these numbers until you've kind of gotten these, you know, the rest of these are pretty low. So that's pretty good. I've seen them as far as 80 and 90%. So we've optimized the front of this channel here. And the next thing I want to dig into then is the actual videos themselves. So let me go to your analytics. So because we want to get watch time, like that's the first thing YouTube's showing you here is how much watch time you're getting. Average view durations around four minutes, 37 seconds. That's because these are the main stats that you want to go up. Uh-huh. If you get these two to go up, then these will go up, your views. So don't focus on getting views. You want to focus on getting watch time. A view is like an individual viewer, but if you can get one individual viewer to spend more than five minutes now instead, you're going to get more watch time. So what I want to look at is this thing right here called audience retention. So what you can see here is exactly, this is average across the whole channel, but most people are watching for an average of four minutes, 37 seconds, about 48% complete your videos. If you want to hit that 100,000K, you need to get this up to closer to like 60, 70% of a completion for your videos. Okay. Within the first 16 seconds, uh, you only have 65% of your audience still here. So you lost... 35% of your audience in the first 16 seconds. By the time you got to a minute, you had only had half your audience still here. This is an old video. So I used to just diary and throw up old stuff. And so one thing I was wondering is, do you recommend something like this where you know the retention is crap and something like that, like just taking it down and redoing the video? If it's not getting any traction and it's just flatlined, then you could go back and try giving a different title, different thumbnail, see if that kind of breathes some new life into it. When you have a graph like this, so that tells me is that your content isn't hooking people because they left like 20% of your audience left right away. They're just not really enticed to keep sticking around and keep watching. As opposed to a graph that might go like flat, like say you, you got 75% it's steady and then boom, it drops it like right here. And you'd want to be like, ooh, what happened at that point that caused people to leave? So I was working with one guy. Every time he would say the word module in his videos, he'd notice it'd be like a drop off. People would leave. And so long story short, is all he did is stop saying the word module and his audience retention graphs became flatter, which means he started getting more watch time, which means his videos start performing better overall just because he stopped using the word module, right? So it's not always as clear as that, but 
what I recommend that you do is go back and study these graphs over the past 20, 30 videos or so. What you want to do is find the patterns. Uh, a friend of mine was saying to use the relative audience retention, or do you recommend absolute? Absolute is what's actually happening on this video. So that's usually what I look, look at. Relative is comparing this video against other videos on YouTube that are around the same video length. So for a 17 minute, 46 second video, this is performing above average most of the time for most videos of that length. That's nice. Like, so I guess I'm beating the competition, but I no, still lost 20% of my audience in the first 10 seconds. So for this video, it's 1746. Like, what do you think would be a solid retention rate? You'd say like 70% get it to the end? So there's a few things I think that's kind of going on that I felt like by watching a few of your videos here is overall, especially for a young male audience like you have, they want like quick, short, punchy to the point, keep it moving. You know, they're very much ADD. They want to keep short, punchy, quick, keep it moving to the point. Anything that starts to feel a bit slow. While I was watching some of your videos, I felt like, oh, I'm just going to go check my email or do this other tab. Something else came to mind. I was keep your video playing in the background, but I opened up another tab and I was like, oh, okay. So if I felt that way, I'm, I'm in your target audience, I think. I would say shorten up the content and you got to get that hook down. Some of them you, you tend to do is you open up with like a joke, something funny. Whatever. But it's like we're losing everyone in that 20 seconds. Just get going. Yeah, Yeah, you're losing a lot of people. So instead, what I would suggest is opening it up. With, and you do this in some videos. Today, I want to talk with you guys about blah, 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 because it's going to whatever. Tell them like not just what you're going to teach them, but the rewards. Where's that Warren Buffett one I broke down? You know, The title was something like, Six Counterintuitive Things You Can Learn From Warren Buffett. So like a better title for that, I was thinking like, The Secrets to Warren Buffett's Success That You Can Do Too. So that's the what and the why. Like I didn't know what I was going to get from watching the counterintuitive things I can learn from Warren Buffett. Are they valuable to me? Are they for me? I don't know. If you can tell me the secrets to his success and the things that I can do too, I think you go back and just change that title. I think the content you presented fits that perfectly. My strategy for making big decisions, that's telling me the what, but people care mostly about the why. So how I make decisions that lead to more money or how do I make decisions that because or that will or something, why you need an email list and what you should write about. The email list is the means to a greater ends for people. People don't get excited about growing email lists. They get excited about generating sales or increasing sales, right? And then the email list is just a tool for that. But you get the idea of like what I'm going after here. The economics of writing a book with Ryan Holiday, like how much money you need to write a book. And then you put featuring Ryan Holiday in the end if you want. How much do you base the title off of like, you know, vidIQ or TubeBuddy or one of these kind of like SEO research things? Most people, like those tools will be heavy, heavy, heavy on the like keyword research. The problem is like keyword research is like, it's more about user intent now. It's not about keyword matching. So if you search YouTube for like music videos, you'll get Billboard Top 100, for example. It's not like it's a clear keyword matching. It's just kind of user intent. So I focus on like 70%. Let's make this title and this thumbnail optimized for people for humans, get them to click. And if it does that, then I'm going to be getting the watch time, the session watch time that's going to far dwarf anything that is just like a perfectly optimized SEO title because I crammed every keyword into the title. You know, So I do keep keywords in mind, but probably like 70% optimized for people and 30% like let's get make sure my keywords are in the title. 
So one thing that you're doing that a lot of people do also, but it's just kind of not helpful, is you're repeating often the title in the thumbnail, the text. You know, the economics of writing a book, economics writing book. This is kind of pointless. There's no reason to repeat the title and the thumbnail. The text in the thumbnail is not indexed in any way. And your audience knows how to read, so they'll read the title. What I would suggest instead is that you make thumbnails that have a really clear visual that connects with the title. If you need to use text in the thumbnail, use it in a way that complements the title rather than just repeating, repeating it. So how to make friends with famous people. This should be a close-up picture of some famous people. Like Their faces are so small, we can't see if they're famous people or not. And then friends with famous people, instead of having that text on there, maybe have like an arrow pointing to Baron Cruz or um, Steve Jobs with like an arrow. Like Use that text on the thumbnail to compliment famous people. Do you not like your job? Career advice, three steps to find enjoyment in your job. This should probably be a picture of someone sitting at a desk with their hands in their face, you know, or something like communicates the emotion of what someone feels like. This looks like a guy is wearing a jersey in a hotel, you know, that's some skyscraper looking like he's got the time of his life. It's not the emotion that your potential viewer for this video is going to associate with that. A little known secret as far as like the top YouTube creators are concerned, they often spend just as much time on their titles and thumbnails as they do on their videos themselves. Because they know it doesn't matter how awesome the content is if people aren't enticed to click and watch it in the first place, right? And hooks their attention. Like that title and thumbnail sets up an expectation. And if you can do a really good job setting up that expectation, you'll have less of an audience drop off in the very beginning and you have stronger hooks and get them to keep watching. A lot of people, creators will actually pose rather than just taking a still from the video, like pose. If you know you're going to like put text on a thumbnail, like just stop and like go like this, you know, and then take a picture and then have your editor, designer, whoever is doing it, like put the text in on there. I go into my videos already knowing what the title is going to be so that I can open up the first 15 seconds of the video in a way that integrates really closely with that title. If I try to figure out the title after I've shot the content, it's going to be really hard to make a good, strong connection between the title and the first 15 seconds of that video. So go into already knowing the title is, knowing also what your thumbnail is. And so these top vloggers, they're actually thinking all day long, like, oh, that's my thumbnail. Like, I know this is going to be about shopping with my kids. So when we get to the store, they actually have the kids pose, stand still, they take a picture with the camera. So you basically like dedicate some of your video recording time to making the thumbnail time. You should be writing longer descriptions. When you're giving them like a sentence or so, I would make this like a big paragraph. Again, keep your keywords in mind, but write them in normal conversational English in a way that's enticing. This is the snippet text that's going to show up across YouTube when people are searching for something or if it's shared anywhere, like that snippet text will show up. I think one thing that you're saying overall is think of it from a, like a virgin, or a brand new person, and what's their perspective, and then have consistency across the messaging. So the header, the trailer, the titles, like everything needs to kind of align. Yeah, and point to the value proposition for your target audience. Those are the things you need to help your audience understand really quickly. So then we jump to the end. You know, I kind of said overall, you're going to look at your audience retention graphs, and you'll get a better idea as you go through that of what's causing people to abandon and leave. But when you get to the end, like I said too, you need to have some call to actions, not just like, I want to hear what you guys think or let me know what you guys think. But like, I want to hear from you guys in the comments below. How do you, what are some of your best tips 
for getting to Inbox Zero. I've shared a few of mine. I know you guys got a lot of ideas. Looking forward to learning from you guys down there. And then your second call to action is then to tell people to subscribe. So subscribe because every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I got new content here to help you guys just master your business so you can have the freedom to live your life the way you want it or something. And then end it. Encouraging people to subscribe, that's going to make a big difference. The other thing is what you're doing here is when you wrap up the video, then you're just kind of putting end cards on the last couple of seconds here. But according to your audience retention, you've already lost almost all of your, your viewership by this time. So showing this to them isn't a big difference. So what I would do instead is once people feel like the video is over, they're going to abandon the video. So what I'm doing here is while I'm still delivering content and still talking about it, then I'm going to switch to my end screen. But I just kind of zoom into a corner and so while people are still watching, oh, that's now cool. we think they can go download this, my lead magnet, they can watch another video. So I'm still delivering content. They'll be your most valuable traffic source from an average view duration perspective is if you can get people to those uh, end cards. Well, that's a wrap. If you love the episode, go check out Tim's page on YouTube. It is the video creators. Number two, next up, go tell someone you love them. Number three, if you like this episode, leave a review. You're probably not going to do it, but if you did, I'd super appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a marvelous day. What's your favorite day of the week? <laughs> <laughs>